0: welcome back to the master of none podcast where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day nothing is off the table the intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining so sit back relax and listen and enjoy the show so i want to start off first by saying that i've been getting a lot more listeners in downloads lately and it's been a while since i said this but the intention of this podcast, like the intro, is to master the short form podcast, but also I've been posting a podcast for 365 days and I'm on day 290. So this is an experiment to see if you are solely consistent in one thing, does it provide you the ability to be financially independent and what is what is the results of it? So when I'm talking about this stuff, I'm finding topics every day, I'm really trying to better understand the podcasting approach i'm trying to understand the content approach and i'm trying to get better at it as well so please keep that in mind you know this 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 whole experiment is something and the date i'm going for is august 6 but so far it's been great so i'm gonna go ahead and get in the topic for this evening but i just want to thank you guys for listening show support please follow on spotify um always be checking if there's polls on spotify if need be and also Go find me on uh, Instagram. Give me a follow on Instagram at the Master of None. This has been a phenomenal experience. I've enjoyed every aspect of it, and I'm really loving to see all the positive um, aspects of it. So please go listen, go follow, and enjoy the podcast. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super easy, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place. For free, It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify Pro Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else Spotify podcasts are heard. So as a result of the fall of Bach Mood, um, it's kind of been a tension point as well as a pro- propaganda switch switch we have a transition occurring where we actually have a fight taking place in belgrade this is a location that is actually on the ukrainian russian border the reason why it's interesting is the fight is being taken to the russians now and strategically for a lot of different reasons it's not as relevant to the location but it's relevant as it relates to propaganda and creating a message to vladimir putin Putin now the reason why we talk about it is it's 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 a transition point in my ultimate opinion now the reason why I think it's a transition point is because it's leveraging the strategic stress stress and it's also creating a situation where you have Russians fighting against Russians yes you heard me correctly when you think of this battle you think maybe the Ukrainians are invading but that is not the case you have a transition point occurring from two militant groups that are creating similar ideology where they are fighting against the concepts of Russia, imperialism, if you will, and who and what Vladimir Putin represents. So the reason why I'm talking about this is I think it's really important to be informed. Um, But at the same time, we live in this crazy moment where information is brought to us so quickly, where we're watching aspects of war in real time. And there's these two groups that are starting to create a name for themselves. The first is the Russian Volunteer Group, is led by their leader, Dennis Nikitin. Now, the reason why Dennis Nikitin is relevant is he has a lot of far-right ideology, and the Russian Volunteer Corps is considered to be this alt-right, neo-Nazi um, organized group, with a lot of these, these extreme ideologies of creating an state about ethnicity within Russia. Now, what's interesting about them, if we break it down, is they don't necessarily even like um, President President Zelensky because they don't think he's an ethno-Russian. Um, they don't really, you know, they stand with Ukraine on some aspects, but only as it relates to fighting Russia. So the biggest part of their issue right now, not necessarily Russia, but fighting Putin. They think that Putin's ideologies is creating too much of a cultural police state where all of these cultures are being integrated within each other and they don't like it. So as a result of it, this group was actually founded in March 2022 and led by Dennis. And Dennis is actually considered to be not allowed into NATO nations because of his ideology. He has been kicked out. So it's really interesting that he's in fact a leader of this military group that potentially is being, has tens of thousands of individuals potentially two, brigade, two, two brigades now i read a actual military analyst analysis of it from a Substack on military wire which go and check it out but it was really interesting how they were breaking down this battle that happened in Belgorod and how it related to their military capabilities and what's really interesting is whenever you look at a unit like this you're trying to determine who's funding them by what they have their equipment their training and it looks like there's a lot of different organizations that could potentially be funding them. However, the issue is, however, where it gets interesting is Ukraine is doing plausible deniability, where they're saying we have no correlations with these groups. They're acting independently as related to this fight, and they're not, and they're not doing any strategic information sharing, which is probably par for the course because if you have a conversation about invading Russia now with the Ukraine. Uh, military then it could transition probably the strategic ratcheting of the war in terms of what Russia was willing to do now as a as a um, as a tit for tat if you will I really think this is a result of of what happened in Bakhmut and the fact that it fell because it's you know war in a lot of ways in this current um, situation we're watching is all about signaling we think about how much signaling is being done Within this war, as it relates to political um, aversion, political diversion, or political insight, it's to me it's really, really crazy because we're looking at military groups being formed that are fighting wars, and you know it's it's just a lot to process and it's a lot to understand as it relates to the longevity of what will happen. Now, when we look at these Russian groups, it's really interesting because they're claiming that they went in and they took this land. And, you know, they're having a transition point and potentially the people within the city now in Russia, in Belgorod, were terrified they were leaving. It was creating pandemonium. And the real messaging is like, you know, if we're willing to attack Russians, what does it mean for the war? And what I mean when I say that is like if Russians feel like they're going to be attacked as as it relates to this Ukrainian war, it could potentially change the public perspective of it and it could put more pressure on Putin. And now we look at the other point where Putin can use different um, actions because the real question is, is this war going to result in any nuclear um, contact? I think that's probably where it's the most extreme, but we're looking at how it's being ratcheted up and how these different Russian military groups are now being fought and they're fighting within Russia and Ukraine and they're being kind of used as the tactical um, weapon because of the ability to produce so much propaganda. So not a lot is really known necessarily about the Russian volunteer corps it's kind of a relatively new group you know we look at kind of their messaging their their military hardware and they do have tanks they have uh, light armor vehicles that look like potentially they were owned by Americans and sold um, not sold but given to the Ukrainian forces so it looks like the Ukrainian forces are in fact doing some armament of these groups you know you know if there's being training done, you know we have situations too where they're actually driving tanks. So if they're driving tanks into combat, it makes me feel either two things. number one, this group was already trained and they kind of formulated as a volunteer group or the other one is someone is potentially training them and giving them insight into tactical warfare, guerrilla warfare. but we do know that the Ukrainian forces were providing drone overhead, um capabilities whenever th- there was some type of invasion occurring within russia or in and it also is a ratcheting up of what potentially could happen with ukraine where they are attacking you know targets more and more frequently you know bridges um strategic locations attacking oil refineries even so much shows the assassination attempt on alexander dugan who i talked in the intro and as it relates to his daughter was as a re- as a result of that ukraine claim no have nothing to do with it so is that a false flag is a ukrainian attack you know these situations are occurring and it's really good to have some type of analysis when you judge it because you know if 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 ukrainian forces are attacking russia more this is a resep- representation of ratcheting up which i keep saying but also potentially the counteroffensive that everyone's talking about maybe the counter counteroffensive that People were alluding to is actually creating more attacks within Russia, and creating that situation that is that is doing messaging and also knowing that Russia is not safe. So another group that is creating more um, knowledge is actually Russian defectors. So this is the Freedom of Russian Legion. Now they're much different from the Russian Volunteer Corps. They do not have the far right ideologies. They're more of a neutral type of unit, a group. So if we can think about them, their, their intention really is to create a more free um, Russia. They're trying to also attack Vladimir Putin and pull him out. And I have a recording dub of the leader talking just to give you some insight of their messaging just like you. We're people just like you. We want our children to go up in peace and be free people so that they can travel, study, and just be happy in a free country. But this has no place in Putin's Russia. Rotten from corruption, lies, censorship, restrictions on freedoms, and repressions. In that Russia- so this group is a little bit different. Um, this is a group of fighters, in in my opinion, and I think this has been verified by the New York Times, is there more Americans and potentially British volunteers within this force because they have a more neutral ideology. The Russian volunteer corps is more of this neo-Nazi, we need to make Russia an um, ethnocentric state, you know, and kind of go from there. But where they have a commonality is they feel like Putin is both wrong for their country. Now, whenever we look at this organization and group, there's still not a lot on it. And when we look at these stories about them, we can definitely determine that this battle is putting them on the map. Now, when we look at the freedom of Russia Legion, what we can determine now, too, is they were actually founded back in March of 2022. Now, if I'm looking at this group from a standpoint of ideology, what they've been doing as well, you know, there's not a lot. I couldn't find information on them. The same amount as the volunteer group um, on the military wire but I'm looking at the video I'm looking at their ideology in my ultimate opinion this would probably be a group that is more likely funded by um, other forces not necessarily centrally located to Ukraine and potentially share ideology with the West you know if someone said that this was backed by the CIA or if anything like that I wouldn't necessarily be surprised just looking at their training, look at what they're doing and the fact of when they've been founded, I don't know. But it could be it could be wrong as well. You know, when we look at these groups and we kind of understand, we take the framework of what happened in Afghanistan and we look at kind of the um, Afghani freedom fighters, we do know that there were special forces on the ground training them, working as a force multiplier. So the question is, you know, you United States potentially is in this environment – um, we've heard that through the intelligence leak before. That's what the media said. I didn't look at any of the information from it. I was just reading the news articles about what came about of it. So are these forces now being potentially trained? You know, who knows? But I think sometimes it's really good to keep in mind that these things could be occurring uh, as it relates to what's going on in Ukraine. So what does it mean for the next step? I think what happens is President Zelensky has plausible deniability. Maybe he has a highly trained Russian fighters who both do well for the propaganda aspect. Russians fighting Russians creates messaging, you know, and what does that messaging mean for the longevity of the war? I think, too, you have a situation that does does it create an, a, a, a sympathizing aspect where more Russians want to join in order to fight against Putin, you know, doesn't create any type of internal um, upheaval because people are seeing Russians fighting Russians and maybe they haven't seen it in a really long time. You know, I think whenever we put on the Russian lens, what we have to understand is anything like this before would have been completely obliterated and destroyed. And I always go back to the example of what happened whenever you had, The example of what you had with the Chechnyans. Now, the Chechnyans are a good representation of a group that were fighting Putin for their own independence. Now, there's a fighting force of them within Ukraine. I've done a podcast on it. The one thing happened one night in Moscow back a long time ago, I think around the late 90s, early 2000s, where you had a situation where you had a Chechen group take over a movie theater because there was a lot of potential false flag bombing happening in Moscow. Were there blaming the Chechenian forces? Now this group took over this movie theater, and as a result of it, they had demands. Well, Putin wasn't gonna meet the demands, so what he did is pump some mystery gas into the movie theater. Now, the way the story goes is, whenever everyone fell asleep, the EMTs and medics pulled out I think about 30 people from this movie theater, and they were asking, you know, the KGB and the secret, like, whatever secret force police hey what is being used for this for this situation and they didn't want to tell them because it could be a strategic compromise so they let those individuals die now that is a true story and i know it sounds really crazy but this is the type of situation where you're having a fighting force create okay so i just verified it this is actually a story i heard from um frontline but what happened is this this truly happened and it was a situation where the standoff happened for 57 hours and 120 hostages were killed as a result of this gas, as well as the terrorist group. And this was back in 2002. Now, the reason why I bring this up is this shows the decisive action from Putin in order to stop these types of insurgencies and things of this nature. So this messaging is more pa- impactful than what we really realize. Like, I think sometimes as our Western mindset, we don't understand all of the nuances going on with Russia. So to have two forces stand up, attacking Russians, taking ground, helping Ukrainians. And one of them being like, we don't even like Ukraine. We just don't like Putin that much. You know, we think too about the pussy riot for that ban and everything that took place with them. So the point I'm trying to take is this messaging sometimes is stronger than the actual fighting. And this propaganda is really going to be laid on thick. So what's going to be crazy is to see what happens with it. So I just want to give you an overview of that, a little bit of analysis of this, because... It's still kind of being uncovered by the media. I'm sure in a month there'll be more information about it. But I wanted to give you enough so you know about it. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all the support. And we'll get back to you tomorrow.